Well, good morning. If you just joined us, I'm Pastor Kong, the campus pastor of the Brooklyn Park campus. Today, we're kicking off 40 days of prayer with our denomination, the Alliance. It's a denomination-wide movement as we take the next 40 days to pray, to focus in on what it means to pray. Now, this actually started last week, but Pastor Greg had an amazing message about this one thing to kick off our new year. If you were, for that, if you were here for that, um, you know, show some love in our, in our uh, stream by pressing all the emojis buttons or whatever. If you didn't get a chance to, ca- to catch it, go back and watch it. It's a great way to start the new year, to start 2022. And so we're going to kick off 40 days of prayer today. It's going to set us right again for this new year. Now, if anything, the last two years with COVID has taught us many things. One thing that we've seen as pastors, Pastor Greg and I and the team at the office, one thing we've seen is that there's been a lot of trends that's shown us that people have drifted away from God. Church attendance have declined all around the world. We see that humanity is at each other's neck instead of loving and caring for each other, like what Jesus has called us to do. And maybe we've put our hope in other things, like maybe our politicians or or to mask or not mask or to get vaccinated or get, not get vaccinated or to, to transition into living life differently with COVID or to live life as it is. The list goes on, whatever it may be. There's so much going on that I think we just need to stop and anchor somewhere where it's been tried and true. Anchoring can feel weird because we live in a world where we move so fast. And so anchoring means we have to pause, that we have to stop. But anchoring can be a good thing. Anchoring has a purpose. Now, in my context, whenever when, the only time I've anchored is when I've gone fishing. And sometimes when you get to a good spot, you drop anchor because the fish are biting. And so it's for a good reason. Let's slow down. Nowhere else is biting. We got a spot that's biting here. Let's catch some fish. Now, ships, they anchor because they don't want to drift away from their destination. So we have to, re- to reframe how we think about anchoring, not as a negative thing, but it could be a positive thing. And it very well is a positive thing. And so maybe it's worth having us anchor in these moments where we're looking for hope, And maybe we're looking for hope in all different places. So take a moment and think, when was the last time you anchored? Maybe literally, or even figuratively, where you just simply slowed down and took some time to anchor in something that was tried and true instead of something that was always temporary or changing. Can you think of a moment when you anchored? Well, my hope is that in the next 40 days here, well, 33 days because we started a week after, that prayer, incorporating prayer into the next month and a half here will help us anchor to God. And a part of this movement of the 40 days of prayer that we're focused on is to, be re, to anchor so that we can be reawakened to see God in all spe- aspects of life, especially when life gets uncertain. And so today, we're going to take a look to see how Jesus' life, death, and resurrection anchor us when things get uncertain. We're going to be mainly in the book of Hebrews, and we're going to be jumping around from a couple of passages. And so follow along. 
Now, the book of the Hebrews is probably the best book that reminds us of how to stay anchored in Jesus because in the Hebrews, the audience that received this book, they were oppressed Christians who considered abandoning their faith in difficult and uncertain times. And we might be feeling a little bit of that. And so I think it's proper that we just dive into Hebrews and see what's going on. And so we're going to be in three passages to encourage us to anchor in Jesus when things are uncertain. And so first, we're going to look at uh, this idea that Jesus' life anchors us because he was human and experienced our uncertainties. Jesus' life anchors us because he was human and experienced our uncertainties. And we're going to take a look at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 through 18. This is what it says. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he, could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. We also know that the Son did not come to help angels. He came to help the descendants of Abraham. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. Jesus understands our uncertainty because he was human and experienced what we experienced. Jesus was human in every way that we are human. And he experienced everything that we experienced. So what does that mean? If he knows the troubles that we experience, he also knows how to comfort us. Now we might find comfort in the choices that we make or the lifestyle that we live or the things that we do when things get difficult. But sometimes those are only temporary solutions. Maybe they're not even real solutions. It just makes us feel better in the time being. We need to turn to Jesus because Jesus experienced every hardship imaginable. And he has the solution to be comforted. Think of the first big or maybe even difficult decision that you made. Maybe it was going to college or buying a car. Maybe you needed some advice before you got married. Maybe it was sending that, signing that rental um, rental agreement, or signing your mortgage to your house, or maybe even choosing a career. Those big decisions, those scary decisions, are things that we shouldn't make by ourselves. And I would think that most of us with those big decisions are things that we've turned to. Someone who's wiser than us, who've experienced the, the, the hardships of those things, we've turned to them to shed light to our situation. Similarly, when life gets uncertain, when all of life gets uncertain, we should turn to Christ because he's experienced it all. His life was full of sorrows. His life was full of anguish. And so we can rely on Jesus' life and how he experienced it to be an anchor for us when we're uncertain. Second, Jesus' death anchors us because of his eternal hope that he gives us. 
And we're going to read from Hebrews chapter 9, verses 13 to 15, to see more of what it says more about this. And so this is what it says. Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. That is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people, so that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under that first covenant. You see, prior to Jesus' death, animals were sacrificed so that people could temporarily be right with God. Every ceremony that was required, that every ceremony required animals to be sacrificed, but when Jesus died, his sacrifice made it certain that we would forever, forever be right in relationship with God if we believed in him. So no more animals needed to be sacrificed. Jesus was the final sacrifice that fulfilled it all. You see, being anchored in Jesus' death guarantees us that when we do, uh, when we do experience our present-day uncertainties, we are hopeful that we will receive God's promise of an eternity with no uncertainties. And so whatever uncertainties we experience right now, it's temporary. When we experience uncertainties in the present, we can anchor ourselves knowing that Jesus' death has given us a future with no uncertainty. And that gives us hope to persevere whenever we experience uncertainty right now in the present. It doesn't guarantee that, again, we're not going to experience uncertainty at all. We will. But we have the hope that these are only temporary and that when we go on to eternity, there will be no uncertainty. Now lastly, Jesus' resurrection. What does that mean for us? Jesus' resurrection anchors us because it allows us to be with him. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 12 through 14, and verses 19 through 25, this is what it says. But our high priest offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. For by that one offering, he forever made perfect those who are being made holy. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. 
Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Jesus' resurrection allows us to have the best solution when we face uncertainty. So we know we can look forward and have hope when we go to eternity, but Jesus' resurrection allows us to have that hope right now as well, too. Again, instead of looking for the next solution, Jesus' resurrection allows us to draw to God. There are two ways that we can do that. First, we can access God directly when we are uncertain. Jesus allows us to seek guidance directly from God so that you or I can turn to God when we are in need through prayer, through understanding what the Bible says. You see, before that, the people needed a priest to go up before them or to go in between them to get to God. And so they didn't have a direct connection with God. There was a priest that was the mediator. Through Jesus Christ, when Jesus came back from, from the dead, we have a direct connection to God. And so through prayer and through understanding the scriptures, that is a direct connection to God when we experience present-day uncertainty. Secondly, in verses 24 to 25, Jesus gives us the church, a group of believers who motivates each other with acts of love and good works when we're feeling uncertain. This is something that we should not neglect. That's what the Bible says. So it's these things that anchor us. We went through a lot. And if we could just simplify these things, I would say this, that Jesus' life death, and resurrection anchors us. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection anchor us. They simply do. So what does that look like for us on an everyday basis? How do we keep ourselves anchored so that we don't drift? Well, we're entering to 40 days of prayer, so the first one is simply pray. Again, prayer gives us that direct access to God. And so when we get a chance to communicate with God who created us, we get to just simply be with Him, anchor Him, trust Him. One of our spiritual exercises that we did practice early when Pastor Greg led us in spiritual exercises that we'll conclude with a little later is the Lord's Prayer. And it gives us instructions on how we should pray and how we should be anchored in God. And if I can break it down as simple as it can be, It's simply two parts. The first part is that we praise God. We recognize God for who he is. And so we are anchoring onto God because we see that God is holy. We see that God is it. And then second part is that we are asking for our needs to be met. We're asking for God to meet our needs so that we can continue to trust God. Talk about a prayer that anchors God, anchors us to God. So pray. And again, we're going to conclude service in a little bit here with the Lord's Prayer to remind us of what it means to anchor us to God. Secondly, be part of the church community. Uncertainty happens. Oftentimes, isolation follows, and it's not a good combination. Be part of a faith community, whether that's the church on Sundays, whether in person or online. And for the entire month of January, we're going to be online. So be part of this online community. I know it feels a little weird, but we're figuring out what this is like. Be part of a life group community. 
Be part of our prayer circle that meets on uh, the first Wednesdays of the month. Be part of a community, even if that means two or three people that you're close with, who you can pray with, who you can motivate, be motivated or motivate them or be encouraged by when we're experiencing uncertainty. Because that's what Jesus has given us. Again, uncertainty tends to put us in places where we feel alone. We can't do this by ourselves, and we weren't supposed to do it by ourselves. We need each other, and more importantly, we need God. Our world, again, just moves so fast that sometimes, especially over these last two years, I think we just need to slow down and to anchor ourselves. Again, anchoring somewhere stops us from moving. And again, sometimes, because we always are looking for progress and we're always looking for movement, sometimes that can have a negative connotation to it. But again, there's purpose to anchor. If ships didn't anchor, they would drift and they would have to make up the, 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 the drift distance that they missed to get to their destination. So maybe anchoring is one way that we can get closer to God. Instead of trying to move in different spots, maybe we can simply anchor and that can help us move closer to God so that we're not drifting away from God. And as we enter into our 40 days of prayer, our hope is to be reawakened to who God is and how God can be certain when we experience uncertainty. And so let us anchor ourselves in who God is. And let us anchor ourselves in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection this morning and the rest of the week. As we conclude this time of of diving to God's word, I'd like to take us take a moment and just prepare us to reflect and, and end this, session, this time with the Lord's Prayer. Now, the Lord's Prayer is something that we've said weekly for a while now. Today, I want us to have the mentality or the focus or the context that this prayer anchors us to God. And again, if we break it down into simple two parts, it's anchoring God and who He is And it's anchoring that God will provide all the needs that we need so that we can continue to trust Him. And so the prayer will be put on screen or the comment section, and I invite you to say the prayer with me. So let's take a second to just kind of ground ourselves, to remind ourselves that this this time in saying the Lord's Prayer, it's going to be anchoring ourselves to God. And then we'll say our prayer together. All right, let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, holy be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.